Let's start on Croatia's Adriatic coast with a look at the Istrian Peninsula. Istria was once part of the Venetian Republic. Its Italian and Slavic communities clashed during the Second World War before most of it became part of Yugoslavia. Today, this peninsula is something like Croatia's answer to Tuscany and the Riviera. Miriam Abdelghani lives on the peninsula in the city of Pula. She joins us now to share what makes her proud of Istria. Miriam, welcome. Thank you. Istria Peninsula. You're a Croatian. You live on the, on the very um, beautiful peninsula, Istria. How do you describe Istria? What is it exactly? It's biggest peninsula on Adriatic, but I would uh, better describe it as the most beautiful peninsula on Adriatic. It's like a God-given place, like God at the end remembered that there is still space for one peninsula and he created Istria. So what did he add to it that other peninsulas don't have? Fantastic soil, red soil. Ah, because the soil is what is the foundation for the cuisine. And the, Terra and, and Rosa for olives, for vineyards, for okay. all what we have there for truffles. Truffles? Truffles. So when I think of truffles, I think of Piedmont in Italy. And when I think of olive oil, I think of Italian and Greek. But, mm, but no. the olive oil in Istria is respected. Very much so. Actually, right now, for the fourth year in a row, Istria was proclaimed best olive oil oil uh, region in the world. Can you imagine how big and important this is well, for us? Well, that is a big deal, considering all the energy that's put into olive oil in Greece and Italy and other places along the Mediterranean. Why would the olive oil be so good in Istria? First of all, we harvest olives very early, while they're still green. Uh-huh. Then you get better quality of the oil, less quantity, but better quality. Okay. And our Istrian olive oil is dark green color. It's not yellow. So a, dark a, a calculation is made. If we harvest early, we get less olive oil, but we get better quality. Exactly. And, and then, we go with that. And then what do you use it for? I mean, how, what, how does that relate to the cuisine of Istria? Uh, very simple. Just take a little bit of Istrian olive oil, little bit of salt, pepper, good bread, good glass of wine, and that's it. Or put olive oil on a fantastic uh, fish that we have in Istria as well in, in Adriatic Sea. You know, when you were describing, uh, you know, a little olive oil, a little good bread, and, and uh, you know, that's it. I, I remember going to a hill town. I forget the name, but it had a rustic kitchen. And it was just a trip into another world. And the, the local people were so proud of their food. And it was a chance for me to get away from all of the intense, the rat race of tourism and just really connect with salt-of-the-earth people having good quality cuisine. Istria is famous for its hill towns. Talk about the hill towns of Istria. Um, What you mentioned, yes, they do call nowadays uh, Istrian uh, hill towns, Tuscany of... uh, Because Tuscany in Italy is famous for hill towns. So here we are a little bit to the east. Uh, Istria, by the way, is just a couple hours uh, east of Venice. If if people are wondering, going to Venice, you can zip over to Istria. Two hours and a half drive from uh, Venice. Quite easily. And you'll find hill towns. So what's the hill town we should know about? First of all, it's not like Tuscany because it's still wild. Ah, Okay. And uh, my favorite one definitely uh, is Motovun. Motovun. Medieval uh, town at the top of the hill. 
a lot of people tell me it's, it looks exactly like San Gemignano, but it's... Um, oh, it is. It is similar to San Gemignano, uh, without the towers, but on a hill in a beautifully preserved M-O-T-U-V-U-N, Motuvun, and it has a rampart that's beautiful for walking on in the evening. Or early in the morning. Mm-hmm. A rich history, uh, mostly Venetian history... This Venetian. is something that's a little bit confusing to tourists because we go there and, and we see the winged lion of St. Mark. And we have to remember, this is part of the Venetian Empire and Venice had an impact all along the Adriatic coastline. That was when Venice started to create its trading empire. Actually, Motovun was on the border between Venetian Empire and Austrians. That's why such a small town has very important, big, Fortifications. Yes, because it looks like, why did such a small town get such a fat wall? Because of of the border. border. Okay, between Venice and the Habsburg Empire. Exactly. And uh, Austrians always wanted to, or Habsburgs, they always wanted to take Motovun in their Ah. hands because of the river, Mirna River. Uh, Motovun is overlooking the valley of River Mirna. Why? Because uh, River Mirna goes all the way directly to Adriatic. And Venetians were coming with their ships through that river to Motovun to take woods. To take wood? Exactly. Ah, because they needed wood for their for their building, for their for, ships. For oh, ships. And to make the foundation in the mud. Yes. Venice yes, is built Rick. on tree yes. trunks jammed deep into the mud in the lagoon, and that came from Istria. But what's so special about that forest, Motovun's forest, it's full of Mediterranean oak, and Mediterranean oak grows in very special curve, perfect for building ships. That's helpful, but also, isn't oak good for truffles? That's right. So you That's can build right. ships, or if you just want to grow a little mushrooms and have them uh, underground. You huh? see, uh, truffles are the only mushrooms growing under the ground. Yeah. And they always grow together with the roots of different plants. In Motovun, they go, in Motovun's forest, they grow together with the roots of oak. With oak roots. So, But it's that underground. Gives special. It's underground. They're very precious. They're very expensive. But how do you find them if they're underground? Well, uh, we need help of animals. In France, they use pigs. We use dogs in Istria for, uh, for that. So you have Istrian dogs that are trained to sniff out the truffles. Yes. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Miriam Abdelgani, and we're talking about Istria. Istria is the peninsula in the north of Croatia, former Yugoslavia, which is just uh, a short boat ride from Venice. You can go from Venice to the town of Rovin quite easily by boat. My favorite stop in Istria is Rovin, R-O-V-I-N-J. And it's like a little miniature Venice with no canals that's been kind of pulled up to the heavens on the top. It's a little hill with a church, uh, a tower on top of the hill. And you go there, and it's just the most delightful place to be immersed in in a wonderful architecture. You've got wonderful beaches. You've got a wonderful market. I'd say it's the most interesting stop on the coast between Venice and Dubrovnik. What are your thoughts about Rovin? Definitely most charming uh, town. You cannot say city because it's very small. Mm-hmm. Only 13,000 people live in Rovin during the year, but during the summertime, you can have 300,000 people there. Mm. It's a very popular destination with very good hotels. Romantic bars and, Rom- and oh, cocktail bars, in, literally in the rocks on the coast with chandeliers and pillows. I just thought, I want to stay here. 
plus very good restaurants. First Michelin star restaurant in Croatia was in Rovin. Hmm. Worth visiting, really. Uh, it's well known for good cuisine. You see, Rovin in the past was a small island. Only in 18th century, they decided to close the canal and Rovin started to grow on continental side. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why Rovin has this round, characteristical okay, shape. Because it does feel like a round island that was connected to the mainland. Exactly. So uh, Rovin did not exist in Roman time. It's, it was not important place until Venetians came there. Yeah. So starting from 14th century, that's why actually we call Rovin Little Venice, full of Venetian architecture. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Miriam Abdelgani. We're talking about her home peninsula, Istria, in Croatia. And Miriam, we're talking about these amazing layers of history and so on, and we have the Venetian influence there on the coast and in Motovan with its border with the Habsburg Empire. You live in a town called Pula, and the only thing I know about Pula is an amazing Roman amphitheater. There's Roman ruins in Croatia. Tell us about Pula. Pula is actually not the place where I was born, but Pula is definitely a place that I choose to live because I love history. I love especially Roman history. And if you want to see Roman history in Croatia, then come to Pula. It's not only amphitheater. There are a lot of other Roman monuments, but definitely amphitheater is the most important one. It's the sixth largest amphitheater today, but number one best preserved amphitheater today. And it's from second half of first century AD, probably year 70. And when you get inside, you have a feeling that it was finished 20 years ago because it's so well preserved and you get the feeling what was going on there. Gladiator shows. So much history, so close together, so valuable to be able to venture away from the crowds in Venice and, and, and explore the Istrian Peninsula. We've been talking with Miriam Abdelgani. And Miriam, last question. The symbol of Istria is a goat. Tell us about the Istrian goat. Why would that be the symbol? Istrian goat? We have to go way back to uh, history. So, you see, in the 7th century, Slavic tribes came to Istria, but they came to Istria to stay there, and they brought goats with them. And that was something new for people that lived in uh, uh, that peninsula. So we decided that it's uh, worth putting on the flag of Istria a goat. Goat was a best friend of Istrian, giving milk and good cheese. So nowadays, when you come to Istria, don't miss Istrian goat cheese with a little bit of olive oil and good glass of wine. Miriam Abdelgani, thank you so much for a, a look at uh, the Istrian Peninsula. Your thank your you. I, uh, well, uh, you're welcome to come, all of you, anytime to Istria. I'll be there. I will welcome you there. Please say exactly that in Croatian for us. Dobrodošli u Istru. All right, I'll be there. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. Rick Steves has spent a third of his adult life in Europe researching and writing guidebooks. Europe Through the Back Door teaches the skills of smart travel. Travel as a political act adds meaning to the journey. And Rick Steves' best-selling country, city, and pocket guidebooks cover every corner of Europe. To learn more, visit the Travel Store at ricksteves.com.